Hey there, welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, where we empower and uplift women to succeed and thrive in their professional life whilst looking after their well-being. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the issues and challenges faced by women in the workplace with particular focus on gender equality. We believe that every woman deserves the opportunity to excel in her career regardless of her gender, and we're committed to helping women break through the barriers that hold them back. Join us every week as we hear from experts, share stories and give advice. We've got an incredible community of women who support and encourage each other and we're so happy that you are here. Let's break down the gender barriers and create a more equitable and inclusive workplace for all. Of the Jobs for Women podcast, I am really excited to welcome this week's guest, Anna Manning. We are talking all things confidence on this this week's podcast. Um, so welcome to the podcast, Anna. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I love going on other people's podcasts. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, because you've obviously got your own podcast, which I've been listening to. Um, yeah, it's great. That's It's so nice, isn't it, that we can come and speak on each other's podcasts and share the love a little bit. Absolutely. I, you have to do all the work and I just turn up and chat. It's <laughs> ideal. So we are talking about confidence. Um, it's something that I am really keen on. I know in our chat that we uh, we just had before we started recording, we talked a little bit about, you know, the importance of confidence. And for me, it's something I've struggled with when I look back on the early years in my career. So I'm really excited to bring it into our platform and have the conversations and hope that especially if people are in early stages if they're in education or early stages of career but all the way through career because mm -hmm. we know it affects us at all stages mm -hmm. but if we can sort of have these conversations and, and empower ourselves a bit earlier and help mm -hmm. each other um so i'm really excited um to have this chat today can you tell us a little bit more because i know you've done the whole corporate life how did you get into uh -huh. your coaching can you tell us a bit more yeah so i my background is i was a lawyer and i always did medical law so i worked in a law firm and i worked in the nhs and but the the kind of common theme throughout and i guess since i was a kid was that I was always like really into self-help. I was like, I always say I was like the sad kid who would get the self-help book from the jumble sale and like hide it, not show anyone that I was reading it. And um, that kind of continued. And when I, I first became a manager in the NHS, I was, I was managing a team of people who a, were all more experienced than me in that place and B, were all older than me. And I was like, oh, I was sort of panicking a bit because I was thinking, you know, what's this going to be like? And I, I, at that moment, I guess my confidence felt quite shaky. So I went and like look, listened to some podcasts and, you know, started looking around. What can I do? How can I, you know, how can I make things feel a bit better? And I found this podcast that was called Coaching for Leaders. And I was like, oh, coaching. I didn't know that was a thing. Anyway, like I do with everything, I got like knee deep in it. And then um, I had to tell my, I, I got into it and I was like listening and I was really interested. And then a few years later, I was doing a completely different job and I had to tell my boss whether or not I was going to continue this secondment I was doing in this completely different role or go back and do my old role. And I had no idea what I was going to do. My friend James had happened to invite me to this confidence, uh, sorry, this like coaching day. And I was like, oh, I'll go along to that. That sounds interesting. And it turned out to be like a thing for people who wanted to train as coaches. And the guy coached me in front of 40 people. And I, he said, does anyone need any help with anything? I was like, yeah, me. I was like, I've got to go to work tomorrow and tell my boss, like, do I carry on in this economy or do I go back to my old job? And I have no clue what I was going to do. And he was like, okay, sit down. 
And 15 minutes later, I knew exactly what I was going to do. And I also thought, you know what? I'm going to ask them to pay for a coaching course for me because they want to keep me, right? They don't want to look, me to go back to my old job. And it worked. And they said, I said, I'll stay. And you can you pay for this, you know, course? Because I want to develop. And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. So that was how I ended up being a coach. Oh my God, that's like the best story ever. Yeah, what happened after that? Did you go back into the role? No. So I stayed in the secondment role and, yeah. and I started training to become a coach. And I did that alongside my um I did that alongside my job since 2008. I qualified in 2018. But I set up a coaching program at work because they'd paid for it. So I wanted to mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to give something back. And also it was a great place for me to practice. There was, you know, hundreds of people and people, you know, would see me by the water cooler and be like, like <laughs> side eye me and be like, I've heard that you're doing coaching. Can I, would you be able to help me? I'll be like, yeah, sure. So I started coaching and at work and then I, a few other coaches kind of came in. There were other people in the organization that could do it too. So we set up this program and that was all happening. And then it got to the stage where, my boss was saying, what's next for you? You know, that kind of yearly conversation that you have mm -hmm. where they're like, they were really good at my organization. They were like, what's next? Where do you want to go? Like, what should we be thinking about? And I just was really honest with him. And I said, there's nothing else that I really want to do. I know this is what I should be going to do now. And, and it has to be next for me. And at that time, I was still terrified. I didn't have the confidence to leave my job. And my boss said, well, you know what you have to do then. You have to leave and you've got to do it. And he said, tell me what we can do to help you. Wow. Yeah. So a few months later, I finally put up the courage, handed in my notice. <laughs> and um, I've been in business full time for one year. Oh, my gosh. That's as amazing. Of, as of yesterday. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah. So just jumping back, you know, when he got you on stage and coached you. Yes. Did you, did you have any like light bulb moments? Did you yes. have so what what were they what 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 did he do to help you make that decision he he did what what we do in coaching which is ask people questions and get and get their brain to go in a direction that it might not have gone in like open out thinking so he was trying to ascertain from me now i look back on it like what's really important to this woman about work what makes it meaningful and I was saying growth and learning like that's what I love and that's what's really important and he kind of then ascertained with helped me to work out actually in my old role there probably wasn't going to be very much of that but in the new role even though I didn't know what it was going to look like and it felt a bit uncertain there was going to be loads of it and so he helped me to think oh what is actually my priority what makes work meaningful or important for me and once I could actually see that really clearly, it it did become a bit of a no-brainer. I think that's fascinating because it's it's more like, you know, when you're just in the zone on the treadmill mm -hmm. and you've sort of got your head down, almost tunnel vision, it's like you can't be open. It's mm -hmm. sometimes right in front of you, isn't it? But I guess with a coach, it's having that extra voice or that guidance to just make you sort of open up a little bit and, yeah. and the answer is often there yeah and they will like dig and keep digging so you can't there's no like there's no getting <laughs> away from it like you've, once you're in you're in, and you've said like I want you to help me with this then they they'll will they will go in in a nice Amazing. way um 
Okay, so that's, I mean, well done, year anniversary, that's brilliant. Um, and I know we talked um, just before we started recording, we talked a lot, obviously, around the Jobs for Women podcast, we're all about women. Mm-hmm. We talked about that, you know, a lot of your clients are women, but obviously mm-hmm. men suffer with confidence issues or lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. What, what have you, when you're working with clients, what's the main reason that a woman would come and work with you? Yeah. So most of the time it's it's something along the lines of I'm good at my job. I know logically that I'm good at my job. I know logically that I know what I'm doing, but I don't feel as confident as I think I could or I should. And I don't really know why. It's some take on that almost every time. That's really interesting. Is it? Do you think that we set a standard for ourselves that we should be at a certain level of confidence? Well, that's a really interesting question, actually. <laughs> I hadn't really thought of it like that. Yeah, maybe we do. Maybe we do because people often think, and I often coach with people who are who are more senior, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think possibly people sometimes think, well, that'll automatically come along with this promotion that I've just gained. I'll <laughs> I'll just be confident enough to do it, and then they get there, and of course they still have the same brain as they did before they took the new job. They still have the same fears inside. They still have the same kind of the the sort of drama, I call it, that goes on inside all of us. That's still there. Mm. Whatever level you're at, if you haven't worked out how to manage it, what to do about it. And uh, yeah, we were just saying this before as well. Nobody generally teaches people how to do that. So it doesn't matter how senior you get. And I coach some people who are extremely senior. Everyone has some of this, you know, some of the drama. Yeah. And I listened to one of your podcasts, um, a great episode, and you talk about how we get more senior and the internal dialogue, like you say, carries on mm-hmm. and we get less and less feedback. Because I was thinking about this. I think I'm a feedback person. I kind of need to know oh yeah, you're doing a good job, but the more senior you get, you're mm. leading the team and, and you're giving other people that feedback. But if you're not getting any, if you're a person that relies on that, mm. I suppose that can hugely affect your confidence. Is that yeah. right? How's that working out for you when you're on your own business? Oh, you're the boss. This is, this is why it is so fascinating, isn't it? Because mm. I'll say to my husband, <laughs> I'll be like, head down. And then every now and again, I'm like, can I ask you something? And he's so busy with his job and I'll see him sort of look up because we both work from home, but he's here, there and everywhere. And I'll need to like share things with him, share bits of what I'm up to or what I'm about to launch or ideas I've had to bounce ideas off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it has been a challenge. It has yeah. been really challenging. Um, and I, that's why I can relate to everything that you're talking about. I know that on that podcast as well, I can't remember which episode it was, but I'll put it in the show notes. You talk about you know, if we're self-critical or if we have self-doubt, if we worry about how we're perceived and judged. I really want to get into that a little bit more on this podcast because I've got two children and my little boy particularly will often say, he's grown his hair and he's got a little band, like a footballer. They'll be like, will people think I look stupid? Will will people say that's for a girl? What will people think? And I'm really trying Mm. to sort of say, you know, it, but it doesn't matter about what they think. It's about what you do, you know, how you feel. So does that come up a lot in your coaching? This idea that, well, what if people think I'm not a great manager or 
not good at the promotion yeah because how old is your how old is your son eight right so he's eight so he is just saying the thing right he's saying the thing that he's thinking he's saying the fear that he has like if i go out there people might say i'm stupid they might laugh at me they might reject me whatever he's coming out with it but what happens when we get a little bit older is we still have those same fears and insecurities because they're, they're pretty basic for all humans but we don't come out with it anymore so we go inside with it and we just end up with this like buzz of drama and oh like what will they think are they gonna think in a meeting think about it how many times do i coach someone and they say do you know i really wanted to say something in that meeting but then i heard this voice in my head say you're gonna sound stupid so they don't say anything do you think that person is saying you know what i had an idea to share today and then the voice in my head said you're gonna sound stupid then no one's saying it but they are experiencing it yeah i've been there before i've been there so many times mm. i remember as well when i was thinking about when i was listening to your podcast and thinking about like the early stages i did 10 years in london worked in pr worked for like film companies i used to sit in those massive boardroom tables mm. and be like some in, I was an intern and some interns were more confident and I didn't know whether to I just had all this internal dialogue going on and now mm -hmm. when I think back I'm like why didn't I just say what I wanted to say but it was it was real those feelings were real in that boardroom yeah. so yeah. how how do you coach your clients to work around it or work with it or what's yeah is there, is there a solution or is yeah. it a lot of internal work uh yeah i mean there is a solution and the solution is some internal work right but typically like i was saying at the beginning when people come and they say oh i'm not as confident as i want to be there's all this stuff that they want to do and i want to be more confident i will help them to look at okay what what is currently happening that's getting in your way because this is an internal issue right it's an inside job and because I've been confidence coaching since 2018, I started to see the same habits and behaviors and patterns present, whether somebody was less confident or more confident. And at the beginning of coaching someone, they'd be less confident, at the end there'd be more. And I could see like the same patterns and habits are happening. This is not like an individualized thing. This was, this was like, obviously we're all beautiful and unique but it turns out that when it comes to confidence building not that beautiful and unique our brains are kind of working in the same way so i started writing that down and i could then take a client through like are any of these things happening for you the things that i would typically see when someone wasn't as confident as they wanted to be so i'd be checking with them what does that internal dialogue sound like in your head at work is it critical is it judgy does it like give you a hard time do you experience self-doubt like are you doubting your skills and your capabilities all the time are you in situations where you feel like you're having to fake it instead of just being yourself are you um demanding really high standards of yourself are you comparing yourself to other people are you giving yourself a lot of praise and acknowledgement or are you kind of glossing over all the good stuff you do and just focusing on the negatives and people will be like yeah yeah i'm doing all that i'm doing all that <laughs> and i'll say well then i think we've got to the bottom of why your confidence isn't quite as good as it could be wow and then what and so then how do they build that back up if they are not praising themselves when things go right and focusing on the negatives mm -hmm. what is the process yeah so the, the first step in the process is to like actually recognize that all that is happening 
So most of the time, like let's say we worked in a team where it was really critical, it was really judgy, it was it compare they, people were comparing us to others all the time, like playing us off against each other. The standards were really high, and we didn't get any acknowledgement. We would really easily see that that would have a bad impact on confidence. Like you know, it would. And people listening have probably been in. I hope you're not in that situation now, but but some people might be and they might have been in it. It's so obvious to see that that would really impact your confidence if you work somewhere like that. But what people don't recognise is if they identify with those that stuff that we just shared around being judgy, being critical, having high standards, not acknowledging yourself, you are working in that environment. But the environment's on the inside. So I have to get somebody to see what is my inside environment like and is my inside environment a place where somebody would feel confident and would be able to build their confidence? And most of the time, because people have come to work with me, the answer is like a big fat no. It's like this environment that I've created on the inside unknowingly mm -hmm. is, is terrible and it's actually eroding my confidence. So first step, I have to get someone to like really see it. What is that internal environment like? And is it conducive to confidence building? once you really see that the answer is no you start to see it in your daily life okay i'm telling myself that i'm stupid before i answer a question would somebody feel confident if their boss was doing that mm. no okay so what do we have to look at how do i speak to myself what are my rules going to be how do i need to relate to myself and just really help them build a clear picture like number two is what environment would I have to work in in order to be at my most confident? And it's never going to be perfect. Like I'm always going to be scared if I'm doing new things. I just accept that. But they'll tell me, okay, I need an environment where I'm spoken to with respect. I need an environment where if I make a mistake, we can learn from it and draw a line, but I don't get beaten up for weeks. I, need, I don't want to be compared to other people. I'd like to get feedback for the good stuff that I do. I'd like that to be recognized. I need quite a bit of encouragement. So I help someone like, let's build your ideal environment that you would feel like you're most confident in. And once we've built that, we help them to create that on the inside. I love that. That is amazing because as you were listing all those things, I was thinking, I want that too. That sounds like <laughs> a great place to work. Positive feedback. Mm. Um, don't want to be compared because all of those, it's, it's, all those fears and, and thoughts, that internal dialogue is so real, isn't it? Like we don't yeah. want to be compared. We want to be, you know, rewarded or, or acknowledged for when we do good. But let's be honest, the workplace, well, some workplaces are like that, but often we're yeah. just not going to get that. So I love that the work starts. It's almost like creating that within because how yeah. we talk to ourselves is just so, so important, isn't it? And this is what yeah. I'm doing going back to the kids situation as well. You know, the more the more that we can share that from a younger age. Mm -hmm. And we were again talking off camera about, you know, what we're doing at Jobs for Women, going out and offering our platform to younger women. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, at that early stage of your career, if you can master all of this or just be aware of how mm -hmm. you are speaking to yourself, I mean, the effect could be could be huge, couldn't it? I mean, I could have done with your coaching years ago. <laughs> so could I. That's why I'm doing it. 
So have you got any, have you got any, I mean, obviously it's all confidential, but have you got any like success stories? Have you, I know you said you worked with really senior mm. women. Do they, how have, how, how do you change their working life, personal life? What, what's the effect after the coaching? What typically happens is that people go from feeling more stressed, more anxious, and with more kind of internal, that internal like noise and drama going on. And also typically feeling a bit more frustrated because they think, well, I should have said that, I should have done that. You know, it, so it typically doesn't feel great. And these are people that like, they like their jobs, they care about the work that they do. And where they move to is they're feeling less stressed, typically less anxious. They're more able to switch off when in the evening or when they go on holiday. They're more supportive of themselves. So even if they have a really bad day or something goes wrong, they're not going to be endlessly beating themselves up about it. They'll be able to spot, oh, okay, I'm doing that. I'm not, I, I'm not going to do that. I don't work like that anymore. And what that enables people to, to do is just keep on doing the work that they're doing because it's hard. And especially when, you know, it's hard at all stages of your career, but if you're very senior, it's a difficult place to be. Mm. And people talk about, oh, like workplace well-being and we're all going to be resilient. But who actually knows how to do that? The way you be resilient is you stop treating yourself like, I don't know if you're allowed to swear on this podcast. You stop treating yourself really badly. And then even when stuff does go wrong or it's a hard day, you bounce back from it so much quicker. Oh, that just makes total sense. It's almost like it's a it's like a whole body approach. It's not just confidence here in this little pocket. It's like what you what really struck with me then is like going on holiday. If you're con if you're constantly got that internal dialogue, hmm. and you're and you're sort of not looking after how you're thinking about yourself and beating yourself up because you didn't speak up or you didn't manage something, then if that's going to affect your holiday and your downtime, then that's going to affect your whole body, your health. Hmm isn't it? Yeah. So what, what an important piece of work to do. We all need this, don't we? Well, I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't speak for everyone, but I think it probably just is. It's general kind of mind management for the workplace, which yeah. probably, yes, all of us do need to know how to do that. But like we were saying uh, just before we got on the podcast, like who who gets taught this stuff I always say to clients, like, did anybody sit you down when you were a kid and say, look, you're going to hear this voice in your mind and sometimes it's going to be really rude and really mean and loud. Don't believe everything that it says and here's how you deal with it. I did anyone get that? that? No, did we, Hal? So we didn't get any of that. This exactly. Is that's such a great soundbite. I'm going to basically tell my kids that tonight because that that voice starts pretty early. Let's be mm -hmm. real. Well, your kids like, eight, right? And it's already eight, it's already yeah. happening. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, can you imagine? I mean, it's a whole other podcast. But you know, like when you t when you look at like the curriculum and what they're what they're learning. Can mm. you imagine if they added that in? It's yeah. like how could we help the next generation? Yeah, massively and I think they I think they do do a bit better at that now with yeah. some of the stuff I'm a school governor in a primary school so I see some of the stuff they do and I think actually that you know they're a bit more switched on than they were when we were kids and mm -hmm. I'm guessing our parents generation didn't tell us because they just didn't know exactly but, yeah and when you think about it everyone's walking around pretending that this stuff isn't happening yes 
So it creates this culture of silence and it's like nothing to see here. We're all <laughs> shiny and confident and perfect. Well, of course we're not. So do you so you do one-to-one -one coaching? Do, you, do do any organizations get you in to do this? Because this is a no-brainer. Hello. Yeah, they do. Let's yeah. get you in and do like so do you, so would they do like a group? like a department, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of depends. It kind of depends. I think um, I'm doing one now where, so before this, this work's been more individual based and then I've done like some small groups. Um, and actually it was it was a really senior, she's a lawyer, really senior lawyer who, who came to one of those small groups. And she was like, everybody needs to know about this. I need all of my juniors <laughs> to know about this, sort it out. And they were like, right, okay. <laughs> so they're gonna do like a scaled version of this where we do all the teaching and kind of get them in and do a, they'll have group coaching calls. They'll have like teaching on all of these aspects that we touched on to just like build that foundation. That sounds earlier in people's career. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. And have you, I know we've got a wrap up soon, like when you think back to your corporate days, mm. do you recognise now with this amazing work that you're doing that you, that you lacked confidence? Yeah, I think that's an interesting one because I was a bit of a, I think there's, and I still lack confidence in some areas now, I think. I'm always like, I'm always learning. But what I realised was that I... I was the kind of person and my clients are the kind of people you might be the same where even if you weren't confident, you said yes. Yeah. You did oh, the right. thing anyway. But that came with a hell of a lot of drama on the inside. That's so fascinating that you said that because my husband and I talked about this the other day. Like if he's doing a presentation, we'll and we're both quite similar, we'll say yes. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. But inside yeah. you're like, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> Why yeah. do we do that? Well, Are we people pleasers? I mean, do you actually want to do it or not? Well, often no. Oh. I've, I'll kind of, like when I think back to like corporate days, and I spoke to a friend actually recently who did the same, you know, like want to have a good performance review, so need to do the extra curricular things or the extra okay. presentation or things like that where maybe it's what we think we should be doing mm -hmm. it's an interesting it's an interesting whole subject matter isn't it about you yeah. know and again it comes back to this knowing yourself internal dialogue and knowing yeah. what what's I guess gonna work for you like not always yeah. saying yes to everything yeah, I coach on that quite a lot actually. Do you? Yeah, it's 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 not um it's not unusual. I think it's something that comes up over and over again. And people would say that in our culture, women are socialized to be agreeable, to um say yes, yes, I will help you with that, yes, I will do that. And actually that is part of the wider picture of, of our conditioning so there's that to think about don't be too hard on yourself because it may be that that conditioning is, is is strong it probably is in most people but there's also the bit where there's also the bit where you might think well do you know what maybe I do need to do that to get ahead like like you said your friend you know they want to do they want a good uh, performance they want a good appraisal so they're thinking oh what can I do that's extra so there's there's different stuff going on but but yeah I would say think about the conditioning element but then also think like what is it that 
what am I afraid would happen if I said no? Mm. Yeah, because there's a lot, there's a lot that would come up there. It's like taking that pause, isn't it? And actually thinking, mm. what's the worst that could happen or what would happen and how would that affect me? Would I then mm. beat myself up that I should have mm. done it? It's interesting. Yeah. So if you, before we wrap up, if, if someone is listening to this and struggling with confidence, obviously working with you is a great option. Is there anything that they can do immediately? Say they're really struggling today and they've got something coming up at work and the internal dialogue. Is there anything that you, any tips that you can give to sort of immediately help them in that situation? Yeah, I think I would say just, and this might not be an, an immediate changer, but just be aware, just try and just be a little aware. What am I saying to myself about this thing? So let's say somebody's going to do a presentation and they're feeling like, oh, some nerves, right? Normal, gonna happen. It's an exposing situation. Human brains don't like that very much, but what am I saying to myself about this thing? And if I ask myself, it might be, this is going to go wrong. They're not interested in what you have to say. Who do you even think you are to be getting up there? You're risking your entire job and reputation. Now, what am I saying to myself? Oh, well, it's, it's kind of easy to see why I would be getting more and more nervous because I'm essentially getting heckled, really badly heckled <laughs> by my own brain before I go and do this. So I'll just say that to people. What am I saying to myself about this? And just try and notice because that in itself is going to be really powerful for you yeah that is really powerful isn't it i love the way you say you're getting heckled really badly really by myself yeah it's like when you actually stop and think about that just as a concept like wow mm. that's great advice and if people do want to reach out to you, what, where, where's the best place for people to connect with you? Um, if if you're a worky type person, LinkedIn. I also do stuff on Instagram, but I put loads of stuff on LinkedIn. I have a podcast. Or you can come and join my community and then I send out confidence coaching by email every week. Amazing. And I'll put everything in the show notes. Thank you so much. I feel like I could just talk to you all day about this. <laughs> well, right. Make everybody's um, ears bleed. But but you are joining us in the membership to run a masterclass, which I am so excited about. I and am. there'll be more details on that soon. And we're going to go big, aren't we? We're gonna we're gonna let the world know absolutely that they can take control of their confidence. And and do you know what I love as well? What we talked about. It's not just about career. And this is what I keep. This is our message at Jobs for Women. It's about this work life. We you know yes, we want to do well at work. And we want to be confident, but we also want to have a happy, balanced life so that yeah. it doesn't encroach into personal life thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and coming on the podcast you're very welcome i'll see you soon thank you bye great interview with anna i really hope you enjoyed it i think the work anna does is necessary for every single person in the world i do wish that we're taught more of these real vocational real life skills at school um confidence is something that I think we all need whatever you consider your level of confidence now the self-doubt and how we speak to ourselves and the mindset piece is a huge piece that wherever you are in your career wherever you are in your life I think it's really important to do some inner work on that 
Um, and I'm really excited for Anna to run her free masterclass in the Jobs for Women membership. Really excited. So make sure that you sign up, head to the show notes, click on the link, drop your name and email address and look out for the welcome emails. It's a free on-demand platform of yoga, mindfulness, meditation, careers advice, and of course, our expert monthly masterclasses. There is literally no reason why you should not be in there. We've also got a community element which is coming really soon. So you can create your own profile, you can add your social media links, you can put a little bio in. So if you're looking for new jobs and you can connect with other women like you. So do that as soon as you've stopped listening to this. That's it for another week. I, as always, have been just just delighted that you're here. And please, 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 if you get time, don't forget to leave a review and hit the follow button and take care of yourselves. I'll see you soon.